but I want to go ahead. Um, the first point is Zachariah's encounter with Gabriel. Since we're uh, warmed up from the music, I'm going to read out of Luke 1. It says Luke 8 up there, but it's Luke 1, 8 through 14. And then we're going to pray and we're going to talk more about it. But every time we get in God's word, I want us to pray because this, we're going to learn about how we encounter God. A huge way is reading God's word and praying. So Luke 1, verses 8 through 14, and then the next slide will have the other part, but I'm going to read. Now, while Zacharias was serving as a priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fell upon him. I don't know if y'all remember, if you were here when we did the combined service, talked about how an angels appear, people get scared for a lot of reasons, but that's what happens right here. Um, and, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice for his birth. Next slide, please. For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he must be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many children of Israel um, to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers of the children of disobedience and the wisdom just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. I'm going to pray. Uh, well, actually, I want to read this last part, and then I'm going to pray. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. I don't know how many of you remember when we did Genesis. That's literally what happened with Abraham and his wife Sarah. How are we supposed to have a kid? We are so old. Um, but he says, and then the angel answered him and said, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and bring to you this good news. And behold, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. We're going to pray. God, that is a lot of scripture to be read. But Lord, may we see how you engage with your people. We're going to read about how you encountered Mary through Gabriel. Lord, may we see what it means to be faithful. Lord, may we see even when we're not faithful, you still give your promises to us because you love us. But Lord, may we believe in you. May we see how Gabriel and Mary both encountered you and they knew that you were real. And so Lord, may we walk away with that today. It's your sense name we pray. Amen. Can you all go to that picture for me? It's um, a drawing of what they thought Zacharias looked like. So what's really important about Zacharias, I read a little bit about it, but Zacharias was a priest. He was very respected. It would be like Pastor Davis, someone who's been around for a little bit as far as teaching, someone who has experience, someone that was pretty well respected. And he encounters an angel, which it sounds like up to this point, Zachariah had never encountered an angel, which would freak me out if I encountered one, probably would freak you all out. Um, but the angel tells Zacharias something. He says, hey, first off, you're going to have a kid. Um, you're, uh, and he kind of doubts because his wife's older. But he's like, you're going to have a kid, and people are going to know that this kid is going to prepare the way for Jesus. Because all throughout the Old Testament, when we, um, we read a little bit about that in Hebrews, but all throughout the Old Testament, there were prophecies about how not only Jesus would come, but there would be someone who would come prepare the way for Jesus. And that's John. And so John the Baptist, some of you have heard the name. This is his dad. This is the story of how, before John's birth about how he was going to be born in a miraculous way. Because his wife, Zachariah's wife, couldn't have kids. And so John is going to be born in a miraculous way, but he doubts. And we're going to see some similarities between Mary. I'm going to read that encounter next. But the big takeaway about how Zachariah encountered um, Gabriel 
He was a man who grew up in the church, if you will. He was a priest. He knew God's word, but he doubted. He doubted God's promises for him. So what's really cool is God hears him in his doubt and doesn't say, I'm done with you. He says, you're still going to have this kid because God keeps his promises. But because Zechariah doubted, he said, I'm going to make you mute. Like literally, Zechariah could not speak until John was born. And the reason he did that as a sign was to be like, hey, you doubted me. I'm still going to keep my promises. God was not angry with Zechariah. He was just testing Zechariah. And he showed Zechariah that regardless, this son is going to be born. And this is going to be a testimony to those who are around. Can you all go to the next slide for me? So we talked about the encounter with Zechariah. This is like a huge part of Luke chapter 1. Because I'm summarizing Luke 1 for you all. The second point is Mary's encounter with Gabriel. This is Mary, the mother of Jesus. I'm going to, it's not as many verses. But I'm going to read her encounter with the same angel with Gabriel. So Luke 1, verses 30 through 38. Um, I'm just going to read out of my Bible. Which, by the way, Pastor Mark talks about this. If you don't have a Bible, even if you have it on your phone, you can read it if you have it on your phone, but bring your Bibles to church, guys. It's really cool to get in God's Word and read it for yourself. We're going to talk about that as the takeaway point at the end. But it's something about reading God's Word. So we're going to read about the encounter with Mary. So Luke 1, verses 30 through 38. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. Again, she saw an angel was freaked out. We would be freaked out if we saw an angel. Um, he said, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, which is an Old Testament reference. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And if you all know King David, he's talking about the line of King David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? So, all right, she wrote, we're going to keep reading, but just quick takeaway. She also asked Gabriel a question. So it's not that Gabriel, it's not, not that Zacharias asked a question. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And this is important. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age also has conceived a son. So Mary's... Uh, cousin is the one who's going to give birth to John the Baptist. And this sixth month with her, who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And this is the takeaway. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Um, so can you all get that picture for me real quick? It's kind of a picture of Mary. We're kind of talking, before I go to this similarity slide, I want you all to see this. An angel appears to, Gabriel appears to Zechariah and Mary. And if you want to summarize Luke 1, which we're going to be going through Luke this semester, it's talking about this, the origin, like before Jesus is born, the families who play a role in this. The, uh, John the Baptist, who's going to be born from Zechariah's family, and Jesus, who's going to be born from Mary. They both encounter Gabriel, but they respond differently. So I want us to look at that. Here are the similarities. Can you all go to that slide for me? So both are visited by Gabriel. Those are the verses, if you... Want to go back and see where both Zechariah and Mary encounter Gabriel. Both are promised a miraculous birth of a son. So if you missed that, Zechariah's problem was that they were old of age and they didn't think they could have a kid. Mary was not married and she couldn't have a kid. Mary was waiting to, to be married to have a kid. So she's like, I can't have a kid yet. And so they both, um, there's a theme throughout God's word in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, about people who can't give birth, like people who are barren. And out of the barrenness comes life all throughout God's word. And that's a picture we see here. That God's going to take literally someone who can't have a kid and bring life. And someone who hasn't had a kid yet 
and bring life. This is a, it's a beautiful theme we see throughout God's word about how he brings death to life. And we're going to talk more about that because that's a picture of our own lives. Um, both are equally unfit to have a child, like I said. And both respond with perplexity. They both say how. So both question. Um, and here's what I want us to see before I go to our last point. I was kind of talking about it. But Zechariah was not, he didn't get punished because he asked God, how can this happen? And he wasn't even necessarily punished because he didn't believe. But the thing that we see here is Zechariah asked, how can you do this, God? And he doubts. What we see is Mary asked God, how can you do this? And then she's excited for what God's going to do. Because she doesn't know how, but she trusts God. So the two first points are the encounter with Gabriel's encounter with Zechariah and Gabriel's encounter with Mary. And what we can see in our own life before we get to about us, but what we can see from God's word. Is God throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, in our lives comes into situations that seem really hard. And if you were in the service this morning, even Pastor Mark talked about that, about why we get anxious. But what he talked about and what we see here is we get anxious or we get scared because we want to trust in things that aren't God. And Zechariah, who is essentially a pastor, he was a priest in the Old Testament, but this priest hears that God's going to do something and he doubts. And God still gives his promise to Zechariah, but because of that, like we said, he was mute. Mary, who was not trained, you know, she, at this time, she didn't go to seminary. She didn't go to pastor school. She didn't have the training that Zechariah did. The difference between someone like Mary and Zechariah is she heard God and she took, or she heard God's word through Gabriel. And she took him at his word. So look at me real quick. Guys, some of you may never go to seminary. Some of you may never get trained professionally to read God's word, but here's what we take away from what Mary did, and this applies to all of us. Regardless of what you do or don't know about God's word, we could study God's word forever and learn so much more every day. But what we need to learn is what Mary did, that though we don't fully understand things, if God's promised it, God keeps his promises to us, right? Which, if you're not a Christian or you're unsure of what that means, God's ultimate promise to us, and we're going to talk more about this, is that he promised because that we're imperfect people, because we mess up, because we sin, that might be a term that's familiar to most of y'all. Because we sin, we're separated from God. But if we believe that God keeps his promises, that Jesus, who we just read about, we just read a description of what Jesus is going to do before he was born. Because Jesus is perfect and lived a perfect life, died for our sins and rose from the grave. If you believe in that, the same way that Mary believed that Gabriel was speaking on behalf of God and would keep his promises. If you believe that God keeps his promises, even in hard times... Even in good times, whatever it is, if we believe that God keeps his promises, he rewards us in faith, and that reward is hope in Jesus. Let me say that again. The hope that we have in God's word is hope in Jesus. That doesn't mean because we believe in Jesus, hard times won't happen. In fact, Jesus, all throughout God's word, talks about if you believe in me, you are going to have hard times. But if you believe that I keep my promises, you're going to be okay because you have something that people can't take from you, and that's a saving faith. So I want us to go to our last part about how do we encounter God. Maybe, you know, you're like me and you've never had an angel talk to you. Again, that would be cool but creepy. Um, I've never had that happen. How do people like us, how do we encounter God's word? At the end of Luke, this is really cool. So Jesus died and he rose from the grave and he is talking to people. And we're going to talk about this when we finish Luke 2. But if you want to know kind of the major themes of Luke, we're going to get to that later. But if we want to know what Luke's about, it's how Christians and non-Christians can know that God is true and how he keeps his promises. So he just rose from the grave um, not that long before Luke 24. Can you all go to that for me? In Luke 24. 
and he's talking with these disciples who are discouraged because they saw Jesus die. Imagine that, seeing someone die and then seeing that person alive again. And they didn't initially recognize him at first. We're reading a part of that. But they were walking with Jesus and they were so discouraged because this person they placed their hope in died. Everyone dies, right? But where Jesus is greater than any other person is he rose from the grave. And he, and he read the scriptures with them, told them about them. And this is the last part that we take from the road to Emmaus, if you've heard about that. In verse 32. They said, these are the followers who are with Jesus. They said to each other, did our hearts not burn within us while Jesus talked to us on the road and while he opened uh, uh, to us the scriptures? So what do we take from that? How do we encounter God? Guys, every time we read God's word, we might not feel like God is speaking to us. You know, you might not feel that right away. Um, but if we believe that he's feeding us through his word, and I'm going to talk more about that. But if, if we believe that God is speaking to us through his word and he's feeding us, if you will, spiritually, even over time, you'll, you'll notice it. You know, I think it would be really noticeable for us if we didn't eat for a few days. We'd feel it. We'd get hungry. We'd get weaker. We'd get irritable. Um, I made that joke about LeBron James. But seriously, LeBron James, part of the reason he's able to thrive is that dude gets like eight hours of sleep a night. He understands his body needs to be taken care of. And in the same way, if we say that we know Christ, we need to spend time in his word. And what was so cool is these people, when they heard the voice of Jesus, how they encountered Jesus through the scriptures, their hearts burned. Because they wanted to know God's word better. And so here's the last point, And we'll be done. I want us to hear this. Um, again. Every time you read God's word. You may not feel that burning conviction. But the way we encounter God. Sometimes people as you get older. Maybe your siblings in high school say this. Maybe as you get older you'll say this. Like man I've been reading God's word. But I don't feel him near me. Or maybe you struggle to read God's word. And you feel like God's away. But God tells us. Um, this is something one of our pastors on staff. Keith Hatton says. And I actually really like it, so I'm going to use it right here. He talks about if God tells, like if a parent were to tell you, some of y'all go to HP, um, I'm right by the middle school sometimes, there's a Chick-fil-A there. If your parents told you to meet you at the Chick-fil-A off Hillcrest, but you go to Smoothie King, your parents aren't going to see you there, right? If, if they're expecting to see you at Chick-fil-A, but you're at Smoothie King, they're not going to see you. And God has promised us, there are a lot of ways we encounter God, but one of the main ways we encounter God is through his word. And if we're not reading God's word and we're not praying and we wonder, God, where are you? He's like, I've made it very clear that I encounter people through my word and through prayer. And so if you're looking to read, by the way, we do have that Bible reading plan. It's part of the reason we want y'all to read. It's not because it makes you a better Christian. It means you're spending time with God. And if you're not praying and you're not spending time with God and his word, you're missing out on him. So, of course, you might not know where he is. Um, before I pray, before I close... Um, we're going to start doing something. SP did it last time, so I'm a terrible singer. But one thing we do in big church is we close in a form of liturgy or a hymn. And one thing to kind of let y'all know to reflect about what we talked about is we're going to sing Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus every Sunday at the end. Just because we want to set our hearts on who God is. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to attempt to lead us. So we can all stand when I'm, when I'm done praying. We'll sing. And then y'all are dismissed. But um, we are thankful for y'all. We're glad that y'all are here this Sunday. If you're wondering what we're going through this semester, it's Luke. We talked about Luke 1, and Luke 1 summarizes um, Gabriel's encounter with Zechariah, Gabriel's encounter with Mary, and then I wanted us to see how we encounter God through prayer and his word. I'm going to talk more about the themes of Luke next week, but I just wanted to set us up 
So I'm not going to be on the mic for this because no one wants to hear that recorded. But um, after I'm done praying, we're going to stand. Um, this, the lyrics go, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of the world will grow strangely dim in the light of his beauty and grace. Guys, if y'all are able to get that on there, awesome. If, if we're not able to get on there and that's kind of hard to sing, we'll do it next week. But if we're able to get it up after I'm done praying, we'll, we'll sing it um, as a reflection, guys. It's, it's a reminder. It's kind of what we do in the big church, if you will. We reflect on who God is. So we have it up. So I'm going to pray and we'll sing. God, thank you for today. Thank you that you encounter us through your word. Thank you that you encounter us through prayer. And thank you that Jesus came to do what we couldn't do. That Jesus came to die for our sins and he rose from the grave. Lord, may we, like Mary, may we see you and know you because you say you're good, Lord. Even when we doubt like Mary did, she believed that you were faithful. And so, Lord, if, the, if this group doesn't go on to study God's word outside of Sunday mornings in their own time, that's great. But may we take what Mary took, which was, may I believe God's word when I hear it and that his promises are true. And, Lord, she was more rewarded than the guy who did seminary, if you will, because she trusted God. So may we take that away, Lord. It's your sins and we pray. Amen.